0: Our text for today comes from the book of Acts of the Apostles, we will be reading from chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. In the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day that he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them alive by by many convincing proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. This, he said, is what you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time that you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, it is not for you to know the times or periods that the father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were staring, gazing up towards heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up towards heaven? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way you saw him go into heaven this is the word of god for all the people of god thanks be to god amen so ever since churches have stopped meeting in person because of um, the covid 19 pandemic because of course um, here in minnesota but in other parts of the country we have stay at home orders so we aren't having public gatherings There has been one question that has gripped the church, or at least the church on Twitter. It has caused arguments. People have brought points and counterpoints, and there have been angry exchanges. And the question is this. During this time when we're not physically present, should we have communion or not? Christians are in a position that most of us have never been in before. Most of us have no memory of a time when we could not worship together in person. Now this did now this has happened before. In fact, during the last great pandemic, the pandemic, which has been called sometimes the Spanish flu or the 1918 flu pandemic, Churches in some places were closed for months, but that was a century ago, and very few of us could remember that. So we've been figuring out how to do all of this worship online, and we figured out how to preach online, we figured out how to sing online, we figured out how to pray online. But there has been one, there has been serious disagreement with one aspect of worship, and that is communion. Do you have communion online? How do you do it? And this has brought up sharp debate among pastors. There are some pastors that don't have a problem with doing communion in a different way right now. They will usually gather their congregations and, and sometimes either give them a little kit that has a small thimble of, of grape juice and a wafer on top that they can, people can pick up, or they tell them to use whatever is present, whatever type of bread that they may have, whatever type of drink that they may have, and have that be communion. Others believe that it is Communion is actually a physical event. It's a physical experience, it's tactile. And it is something that they deem so meaningful that they don't believe it can be done any justice by doing it online. And sometimes these people, what they try to do is are alternatives. Um, sometimes they will do what we have been doing here at First Christian over the last few weeks, a prayer in the place of communion acknowledging the fact that we can't meet together or they have something borrowing actually from um, our Moravian brothers and sisters a love feast where maybe they'll have bread or something where basically it, everyone's eating together but it's not communion it's just a way of, of expressing unity in the time that people can't meet together It has been, like I said, a source of bitter contention. Now, again, if you've been following and and watching us here at First Christian for the last few weeks, you probably already know what my position is, that I tend to favor the latter position, that we don't have communion until we are in person. And that, for me, is not easy. Um, For those of you who know and are aware of the tradition of the Christian Church Disciples of Christ um, and where it comes from in Protestant Christianity. We come from the Restoration Movement and one of the things that is a a thing that is a a hallmark of who we are is that we have Communion every Sunday. So that is hard, but the thing is that I feel that that is the position for me that I feel most comfortable with. Don't try to be judgmental towards those that do have come to a different position. Even though I am very pretty sure in my own tradition, my own decision, it is hard because this is something, again, that we don't know. We've never experienced this before. And so we're all trying to do the best we can in trying to continue to be worshipful, to come together as the people of God. This tradition also is not my, this decision is not always easy because it has us, us to do something and to do something that no one, especially me, likes to do. And that is to wait. It is really, really hard to wait and waiting in our own culture is not something that we do very well especially because everything is so instant we have our phones that we can get instant information and we can do things from that and connect with people on other sides of the world it doesn't take forever waiting is not something that we like to do but the funny thing is right now Everyone is waiting. We are all in our homes. We can't really go very far, go, um, except maybe to go get groceries. And we're wondering, when is it that we will be able to go out? When will stay at home orders end? And even more than that, when is it even safe to go out? When will we have that time when there is a vaccine or at least a treatment for COVID-19. Now, as we have seen very recently, some people don't want to wait. But the thing is, the virus does what it wants. The virus is not going to speed itself up just to satisfy our own impatience. All we can do right now is wait and wait and wait. As I said earlier, for the next few weeks in leading up to Pentecost, we will focus on the book of Acts. Acts is the story of the disciples, the disciples of Jesus, as they have founded the church. And then you see them as they move from Jerusalem throughout the known world, throughout the Roman Empire. But in today's text, they're in Jerusalem. They are talking with Jesus. Now, Jesus had rose from the dead. He is now gathered with his friends. They have been with him now for a few weeks after his resurrection. Soon he will ascend into heaven and leave the ministry that he started with his disciples. He tells them basically to shelter in place in Jerusalem, to wait. And to wait for what he was trying to say or trying to describe was the Holy Spirit. And as he is speaking, one of the disciples asked Jesus, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? I have to wonder if Jesus tried, was trying really, really hard not to roll his eyes because The resurrection of Jesus changed everything. The world is different now, but the disciples still don't see it. They're still focused on the situation on the ground. It is the reality that they know, which is the Romans occupying Israel. And like any Jew of that time, they are hoping and longing for someone that will liberate them from Rome's grip. But Jesus was talking about something that was bigger than what Rome was up to. Jesus was telling them that soon they would be empowered with the Holy Spirit and that's that they would go out into the whole world to continue the mission that he started, to preach the good news to everyone. Life for them would not be the same. But at this moment, they could not see it. Now, as Jesus continues to talk, and then finally, Jesus ascends into heaven. And they look up, and they continue to look up, and then all of a sudden, there are these two men that appear, and they say, basically to, to the disciples to stop looking up. Jesus is going to return. Your job right now is not to, see, to sit and look up, but it is to be ready to start to go to work. Just like this current coronavirus pandemic has changed everything for us in our own life. The resurrection of Jesus has changed everything. But kind of like the disciples, sometimes we don't realize that, and sometimes we even sometimes ask the same kind of question that the disciples ask about restoring the kingdom to Israel. So sometimes we don't realize how things have changed. We don't understand how Jesus defeating death is mind-altering. We don't notice how the resurrection can change our outlook on the world. Jesus, just as we had to enter into this new reality as, as churches, as pastors, as congregants where we have to meet by Zoom, and to have our and our day-to-day work is, is doing takeout meals or working for home more unfortunately is in some cases not working we have realized that we are living in a changed reality and it is the same thing as Christians after the resurrection things are different but do we live as if the resurrection has happened Now the disciples will finally figure this out. They will remain in Jerusalem. They will, as I said, shelter in place. And on what we call now Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes and they are empowered to do mission in the wider world. Peter's Pentecost sermon shows how he finally understood that that the resurrection of Jesus changed everything in the world. As Christians living now, we pray that the Holy Spirit will come into our lives to remind us that the world has changed and to empower us to carry out the mission of Jesus Christ. We aren't waiting for the Holy Spirit to come, but we are waiting, but we are acknowledging and wanting to to have the Holy Spirit be present in our lives and we are waiting for Christ's return but while we wait and even while we wait in our homes for life to go back to some sense of normality we also have work to do we are called to be Christ's witnesses And while, yes, we aren't like the disciples that actually saw Jesus, Jesus is present and working in the world. How has that changed us? And how do we tell others that it has changed us? How do we talk to other people about what Christ has done in our lives? Especially now, when people are scared to death. And right now we also witness in mission that is why this congregation has been collecting peanut butter and that might seem like nothing but right now when there are 22 million people who don't have work when you see that food banks and other places Are lined up for miles just to get food doing the work of helping those in need matters we wait for Christ's return we wait for the day when heaven and earth will come together we wait for that day when death is truly defeated but right now, especially as we shelter in place, we have to be witnesses. We have work to do. The church might be a part right now, but the fact is we still are the church. This church is not a building. The church right now is deployed into the world. The theologian A.W. Tozer said the following about what church, is truly all about. He says, if you burn down the church building and drive away all the people, you have not disturbed Christian worship at all. Keep a Christian from entering the church sanctuary and you have not in the least bit hindered his worship. We carry our sanctuary with us. We never leave it. So right now in our homes, We can still be witnesses. We can be a witness to the people that we know and that we meet. We can share the good news of Jesus Christ. We can work for justice and for healing in our world. And we can do all that even now, even in our homes. Right now, we are waiting. We're not simply waiting for Christ's return. We are also waiting for a vaccine. We're also waiting for a time when we aren't worried about catching this disease. But right now, as we wait, let us keep our hearts and minds on the mission that we are called to do right now. Because even though we can't meet together, we are still the church. Thanks be to God, amen.